Derek is the new superintendent in a large unified school district. He wanted to hold the district accountable to the same standards they hold students to, to level up and surpass expectations. So he earned a doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Now he's taking charge and making measured improvements. What do you think preparing students for success looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, it's Tony Bruschi from The Grave Talks. Coming up in several weeks, we're going to be playing an awesome interview I just did with the grandson of Ed and Lorraine Warren, Christopher Edward McKinnell. In it, we talk about everything from Amityville to The Conjuring to Annabelle to what it was like. Personal stories growing up as the grandson of one of the most famous paranormal investigative teams in history it's a really intimate look at that life um with that amazing family you can of course wait to hear it when it comes out in june or i can send it to you right now in its entirety part one and part two but here's what i need from you so i can send you that email with that download link to that full hour long episode we are looking for more listeners to our program people finding out that we even exist is sometimes uh, of quite a feat. Um, Apple Podcasts is where a majority of downloads to podcasts occur. You may may or may not be aware of that, but that is where a lot of people find the show to begin with. So what I need from you is a review, basically. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave The Grave Talks a review, and then send me a screenshot. Let me know that you left that review. Send it to Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. And when you do that, I will reply back with a private link to that episode of the program months before it is released. You'll get the full thing, not just part one. You'll get part one and part two as a thank you. This is a limited offer. It's only going to stand till about the end of May of 2019. If you want in on getting this episode way in advance, uh, just do that review. I think you're going to love this episode and your help in in this uh, process of letting folks know that we exist uh, is tremendously helpful. You see, when you leave that review... It helps other people know that we exist who are interested in the same topic. So it really does good for the whole community out there who are searching for shows like this, who are brand new to the world of podcasting. So please leave that review. Go to Apple Podcasts. That's where this is really going to count. Even if you are not an uh, Apple member or you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can create an account and leave a review. Do that. Send me the screenshot. I will get you the episode. So take a minute, two minutes to get it done. And boom, you're going to get this episode, part one and part two, in its entirety, full hour-long interview for free as a thank you for that gesture of support. My email again, Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's where you send the proof. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the support. Now on with today's episode. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Were you ever afraid of the basement? One girl has good reason to be. Intruder, doppelganger, or ghost? One person still doesn't know the answer to this question. And what are the strange noises under the bridge? A group of friends may not want to find out. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. 
This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Or, of course, uh, you can always email your audio file to me. Send it to uh, Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And we will uh, possibly get your show on, or your uh, your story on the show, in uh, coming weeks. So check that out. Of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an EPP extra podcast person on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Dot com. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. I'm not good at like doing other things while I'm talking. No. That's a... Uh, <laughs> I can do like... I can multitask pretty good during my day. I can be like on one screen here and doing something over here and like kind of go back and forth. Uh-huh. But when I'm talking, I start like speaking the things I'm looking at, even if it's completely out of context, but it'll be in the same tone as whatever I was speaking of. I was just going over to our Real Ghost Stories online group page on uh, on Facebook, so I'd like to bring that up during the show, because there's always interesting things that, that folks post, and I was just trying to get logged into it as I was speaking, and I was getting distracted, so yeah, squirrel. <laughs> I, uh, I I envy our listeners that listen to us while they work because I could never do that. I would start typing what I hear. Yeah. So it's a, it's very similar to what you were saying. You were you know saying yeah. what you were reading. I can't do that either. I I try and and um, it, it depends what I'm doing. If I'm just there's ways of doing this. If I'm just using a mouse, mm-hmm. if I'm just kind of moving and like if I'm if I'm taking our, our shows and turning them into like the the YouTube videos and just kind of mindless things. Mm-hmm. I can do that and listen to something. But if I'm actually having to type or if I'm searching for content for the show, I can't have spoken no. words going on. I have to have like something light and mm-hmm. uh you know going on in the background or nothing at all. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I want to throw this out there. I, I put it on Facebook the other day. Uh if uh, very specific here, I, I, I know someone who is working on a TV series uh, out on the East Coast uh, about haunted houses, um, and and they came to me going, "Hey, um, do you have any suggestions? Uh, do you have anyone?" And we obviously get a lot of stories, and everyone knows my memory is crap. So if if you've written in, I've read your story, and I should know in detail yes you're a perfect fit for this let me know uh but here's what i'm saying if you're a perfect fit for this remind me let me know if you've never even written in or called in let me know uh, requirements uh they're looking for this is not my requirements this is is not my show this is somebody looking for this um east coast uh has to be a haunted house that's currently got something going on at it and you have to have had some sort of evidence collected whether it be you took some pictures you got evps something of, of that nature um and it does need to be a house of uh, you know it doesn't have to be like a mansion or anything but it can't be an apartment it needs to be mm-hmm. basically big enough to get a film crew in there comfortably uh, for them to spend some time uh so th- those are the requirements if that fits you and you're interested in maybe getting a little bit of attention uh and some investigators out there to uh, take a look at your situation. Uh, go ahead and send me an email to Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And uh, I will uh, I will uh, get you in touch with the folks that need to be in touch with uh, and see what they say. So it could be an interesting opportunity for someone. Yeah, it if, could. If you have uh, something going on and uh, the local investigators and the priests have all said, no, we're not going to your house ever again. <laughs> um, 
it's it's always a good time to put TV people in there. Uh, right. <laughs> it's like, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your experiences with us. Let's go to our first uh, letter. It says, hi, my name is Heather. I'm from West Michigan. I've written into you guys' show a couple of times now and listened to your podcast all day long at work and even sometimes into the evening. I'm highly fascinated by the paranormal, though I've only had a few unexplained things happen to me. However, I'm not writing in of my own experience today, but of another of my sister's. My sister, Bridget, uh, Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E, Bridget, 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 huh? I think it's Bridget. Just good old Bridget. And yeah. I'm like trying to make it all like, I'm Bridget. trying to make it all ra- all <laughs> fancy. Bridget, yeah. Bridget, there's me. <laughs> You're not going to be able to say that over and over through the story, so just go with Bridget. I, I guess I, I assume Bridget was just B-R-I-D-G-E-T, not G-E-T-T-E. That's why I was thinking Brigitte. I think it's just a different spelling. Okay. Well, there you go. Just go with it. Okay. Bridget! And her cousin Megan would often say, I stay at their grandmother's house. Despite being rebuilt 30 years ago due to a wood stove fire, the house was aged and had cold air return vents. But these vents, you could literally peer through them and see directly into the basement. One night when they were staying the night, they had gone into the room they always slept in and settled in for the night. They were just lying there, chattering in the dark like they usually did before going to sleep. When through the cold air return vent, they saw what appeared to be a red laser pointer light. At first, they just assumed it was Megan's brother messing with them, like he always liked to do. Annoyed as normal, they stalked out to scold him for trying to scare them, only to find him fast asleep on the couch in the living room. The creepiest part is that no one else was home, either. The basement has always been creepy to them, so they definitely avoided opening the door and going down there, let alone even taking a second to glance in the basement's direction. Instead, they booked it back to bed and hid under the covers. Regardless, it's not like someone could be down there because they kept the house locked up, especially during the night. Can ghosts or entities somehow recreate or just create a laser pointer-like light? This hasn't been the only experience she's had with a laser pointer-like light. Thank you guys for what you do. I love hearing the podcast, and thank you for taking the time to read my story of my sister's encounter. I'll continue to share her experiences as time goes on, and maybe even some of my sister Ashley's too. Hope to hear what you think of this experience of the laser-like light light. Uh, on the air. Not an EPP member yet, but I look forward to being one very soon, Heather. So is it a tiny orb that's just really intense? You know, I've wondered about this because I've heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've talked about it on the air before. A friend of mine who I, I used to work with in radio was in a production room at, at the station I worked at downstairs one day. All the lights are off and he just sees this laser pointer type light flashing all around. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is this? And he's gets up, he's looking around like, is there some sort of reflection? Is there somebody screwing? Mm-hmm. Could not figure it out. And it just goes away. Didn't um, your last boss at your last radio station have something like that at that, his house? No, that, that that is my last boss's oh, story. Oh, I thought it was at his house. No, he had something at his house too. He had like an orb type smoky thing uh, okay. come through the wall and stop. And then... He tapped his wife and said, uh, honey. And she goes, yeah, it's my spirit guide. <laughs> and then just like, and then rolled back over, like no big deal. Okay. And then it kind of just floated away. I think my mind combined those two stories. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, we've heard of that before. I'm just thinking it's some sort of intense orb. That's what I would guess. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a ghost playing with a laser pointer, but I, I'm, that's how it comes across mm-hmm. um, a, as looking like that. And that would be what anyone, if you're seeing a little red thing, that's the first thing your mind goes to. Yeah. So you're not alone. I'm guessing it was some sort of an orb. Mm-hmm. So there you go. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. At Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to another letter. It says, in 2005, I was living with my sister and her co-worker. Late, uh, one late night, sitting in front of my sliding door, mirror, closet, waiting for the ball to drop for the new year. I was alone, putting on my makeup while having my boyfriend on the phone. We chatted for a while until his lunch break was over. After the cell phone call, I played some music, continued to finish putting my makeup on. Front door had opened and slammed very loud. I turned the music down and started to listen. Then I heard the sound of heavy keys rushing into the home. I thought to myself, sounds like the roommate because she always slams the door when she leaves or comes home. So I yelled, Laura, is that you? She slammed the door shut and says, yeah, you're home. I replied, yeah, I had the day off. Just getting ready, though. I can hear her walking through the hallway towards my room where my door was cracked open. She started saying she forgot to grab something before leaving to work. I didn't want to bother her since she was in a rush. Her keys rattled again and she was opening her bedroom door. I can hear her breathing hard and the sound of her footsteps as she walks into her room. I asked her if she's going to be home late because my sister is going to be home soon so we can all chill later. She was moving stuff around in her room with the lights off the entire time. Sam replied, no, I'm going to see my man after work. I'll see you ladies in the morning. So I leaned over to look out through the crack of the door to see if I can see her, but my room was the only light on in the home. Figured I'd get up and tell her Happy New Year since she won't be back later. So as I was getting up, I could hear her rushing down the hallway with her keys rattling from her pocket. I opened the door to my room and yelled her name, but it was too late. She'd already slammed the front door. I checked my phone and it was 12.06 a.m. Thought to myself, oh, Happy New Year's to me. As I walked back to my room and a little after my sister came home, I told her that her friend just left and went back to work. My sister looked at me confused and said, Laura was here? I said, yeah. She came home because she forgot something uh, for her man and she'll be home tomorrow. She's like, oh, okay. So I walked back into my room to change clothes. At that moment, her roommate had opened the door, slammed the door behind her. She walks in and says, hi. My sister asked her if she forgot something again, and she replied, what? My sister carried on about what I had just told her. While her roommate was taking her shoes off, she said, that wasn't me. I was working all day. I just got home. My sister was like, shut the fuck up. Then, who the hell was that that my little sister was talking to? This occurred back in the year between 2005 and 2006 in the apartments that we were living in. Da-da-da. Definitely a doppelganger. What is the point of that? What is that when it's a doppelganger? Is it trying to scare people? Is there any intent? Is it just like some time slip? What the hell is that? I don't know. Because a lot of doppelgangers, they don't act like who they're they're trying to be Mm -hmm. they're just a little off but this sounded like it was pretty much the same person so (sighs) i don't know maybe maybe a time slip thing could that be a time slip for new year's i don't know it's just bizarre Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's this 
usually, or I guess you, what you're trying to do is seek out intent. Like, what is the intent of the ghost? What's the message it's trying to? And so many, so often with doppelgangers, it's just like it's going about its day, just like it, the person would be. Yeah. But then they just slip off into nowhere, and that's it. So weird. With no intent, it's almost yeah. I don't know if, that, if that's like a time type slip thing where in the in the Bizarro world, you know, she did get home early for whatever reason and did forget something and and she was that's what she would have been doing and it just seems totally normal you know but then in, in our current time it something else happened mm-hmm. I, I i don't know weird thank you for sharing that experience with us 855-853-4802 is our number at real ghost stories online next story says hey guys i uh, just heard the two stories uh, i sent it in august of 2017 on an august 2018 episode called horrific scene my stories were about the shadow man who sat next to me during sleep paralysis and one about my mother seeing someone she thought was me i appreciate you taking the time to read those stories moving on i mentioned how sensitivity runs on my mother's side of the family and has been extended to both the men and women my mother, my siblings, and I are all sensitives. My older sister gets gut feelings, almost like someone is trying to tell her that something is wrong. Crazy thing is, when she gets there, she knows exactly who she needs to call to find out what is wrong. My younger brother sees spirits. He's seen shadow men in our childhood home. A ghost child who creepy crawled under a car like something out of a horror movie. And he even had a dream about a little ghost girl that my dad actually saw for himself, but never told anyone about. That's a crazy long story for another time. As for myself, I feel energies. Like Jenny, I can walk into a place and feel the energy that lifts its impressions or that left its, that left its impressions behind. My next story takes place in the fall of 2010. I was 19 years old and my close friend and I had gotten into ghost hunting as a way to pass the time in our boring town. Lucky for us, our boring town has a lot of weird history and places to search for spirits. On a whim, one of my friends decided we should try and get some EVPs at an abandoned bridge that connects to a local park area on the Wichita River, from Wichita Falls area in Texas. We waited until dark, and then the three of us drove to the park and parked in front of the barricade that closes off access to the bridge. We climbed over the barricade and made our way out to the center of the bridge. I should mention... The bridge isn't dilapidated. It's made mostly of steel and concrete, but it no longer serves a purpose since a newer bridge is now being used. We sat together in a small circle while my friends started recording and asking questions. After a while, we got bored and packed up our things and left. I was relieved because I didn't feel comfortable out on that old bridge. It gave me the creeps big time. It was pitch dark. When we got back to my friend's house, we played back the recordings and to our shock on the tape, You could hear the sounds of banging on metal. It sounded like someone was hitting the steel of the bridge with another hard object. Of course, we knew that none of us were responsible for this strange sound. Since we had stayed together on the bridge the entire time and had heard absolutely nothing aside from the whispers of ourselves. None of us could explain it, so we just left it a mystery. Fast forward to the fall of 2012. The body of a woman was found buried in that park just a few yards away from the bridge. Local police determined it was a woman that had been missing since January of 2010. Part of me thinks the EVP we captured was her trying to tell us she was stuck there. Thoughts? Thanks again for all that you do to keep our your faithful listeners entertained. I'll be writing in again soon. 
Stay spooky, Kayla. So did they actually hear a voice or was it just the banging? It was the banging. What They, they, had, they heard whispers on the tape, but it was mm. them. It was mm-hmm. them talking. I don't know. It makes you wonder if the banging noise has something to do with the death of that woman. It's bizarre to me, like how a tape recorder is going to pick up things like that. I mean, banging is a very, I mean, I, 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 I guess I get kind of like how an EVP will show up like kind of a whisper or something mm-hmm. fairly difficult, difficult to, to hear audibly, but you, you can pick it up um, and you may not hear it when you're actually recording. But like a banging sound in the background. Yeah. It's like, what? Although we had uh, on this show early on, remember the woman who we thought was putting dishes away? And we called her Dish Lady forever. And then we found out, guess what? She was not putting dishes away. No. And it, I mean, and it was clear. I mean, it sounded so clear. It sounded like dishes. Mm-hmm. I would not. It didn't sound like interference. It didn't sound like a bad cell phone connection. It sounded like someone was had the phone on their shoulder and they're putting the dishes away. Mm-hmm you know, religiously for five minutes on that phone call and pretty audible sound. And then we found out, no, there was no noise. She wasn't doing anything. No, I don't know. Um, these things happen. I don't know how to explain them, obviously, but I think there's a purpose to them. I, I think it could very easily be connected to that, that murder case that they found out about. Um, as far as the dish lady back then, there was a lot more that went on in her story, and I don't remember all the details, but I think it got kind of dark. It did. Um, yeah. It, it seems something was, was trying to interfere. Almost, I'm, I'm guessing the purpose of that when we had that on the air was so people would be dis- would be distracted and not hear her story. Because I think by the time she got done telling it, I don't think we even talked about her story. All I could do was comment on, why are you putting dishes away yeah, when you're telling your story? You made kind of a snarky comment. Yeah. and come to find out no yeah. she wasn't yeah stuff like that i wonder about from like way back at the beginning of the show of like people that were initially calling in with some of those stories because we had some really bizarre ones right out of the gate mm-hmm. that um that uh richard and chattanooga i wonder you mm-hmm. know i wonder and i i i and i also don't want to know at the same time yeah. <laughs> like that's one where it got like really dark and i I've been curious sometimes. I'm like, I should like, because I think at one point he even like messaged me on Facebook, like giving me a little more insight as in, as to what was going on. Um, and then he, he didn't want to talk about it and he asked me not to talk about it on the air. And then he did call in with the update. So everything I know, you guys know about that case where he was suspecting there might have been something going on with the mom practicing Mm-hmm. something um and the matching tattoos with him and, and a friend and all sorts of stuff you can go back the episode's called richard and chattanooga the original episode it aired on i couldn't tell you but i did make one that put everything into one yeah um it, it, that's in the archives um at ghostpodcast.com um back quite a ways um but i know he was just really kind of astounded like oh my god finding this kind of revelation out about what may be going on with his mom but we never did hear anything again. And I was always curious and it just started to get really dark. And I was almost kind of fearful of digging anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't even like really digging. It was just kind of coming to us. But I was like, I don't know that I want to. With the, the noise that played on that call that first time and all these people saying they got sick to their stomach. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
I don't know. <laughs> I know. Kind of leave it. Yeah. But Richard, if you're out there. No. <laughs> let Ooh. us know what's going on. <laughs> I was going to say, we wish you luck. We, we do. Hope everything's going okay. We do wish. I, I do wish him the best and I hope everything does go okay. Um, but it's, it's just one of those things I do wonder about. Like, and I, I, get, I get calls to this day and emails to this day about that sure. story. Like, what happened to him? Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know the answer. Um, and I don't, I have no, I don't even know how to contact him because I, I wouldn't have his phone number anymore. Mm-mm. It's a long time ago. Um, so I don't know. But uh, truly a haunting story that we had on the show. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. We did drive through Chattanooga last year. We did. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we found him and we got to go through the haunted house, maybe spend a night or something? And You knew I was <laughs> not okay with that. I wouldn't. I didn't want to go anywhere near that house. It's no. like, no. Even I, I, yeah, I'd be like, let's meet at McDonald's. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I, all respect, I don't want to go near that. Um, let's go to our next letter says, hey, I have a story that I'd like to share with you. Make of it what you will. I just wanted to get it out. I live with my wife of three years. We have four children that range in age from 9 to 16. Two boys, two girls. We first moved to uh, this town in the August of 2004. Bought a home there right before the housing bubble popped. Four bedroom, two baths, and an odd uh, with an add-on for less than 300000 The house itself was built in 1976 and is one of many homes built around an Air Force base. Two weeks after we moved in, we came home to have all of our kitchen table chairs stacked on the table. Over the next few months, lights would go on and off. Doors would open or shut for no reason. One event that stands out was when my wife was in the bedroom cleaning and the TV turned itself on and off again. I saw this happen once as well. We also have our old dog freak out and go barking at the air in the room scared and unwilling to leave a corner our kitchen sink was filled with water on both sides once scalding hot to the touch i woke up to go to the bathroom early in the morning and was dazing looking at the tiles on the floor by my feet when i noticed a woman in the shower doorway i ran in the bedroom and when we went back nothing was there mostly lights go off and on music can be heard now and then we can't move because we're negative on the value of the home now due to the market. I went to make dinner one night and all the stuff in the cupboard was upside down. We've had food spoil overnight, such as fruit left out on the, uh, just fruit that was left out or bread mold over. Plants don't live long in our home either. Sometimes we hear tapping through our stereo or computer speakers. It's always the same repetitive sound. My 16 year old has also seen mist or a hazy cloud in the upper corner of his room. My 14-year-old daughter has heard things as well as seen stuff. That we try not to talk about it openly in front of our younger children, out of sight, out of mind, so to speak. We try to put it out of our minds most of the time, and it seems to have slowed down since we too, since we do that. But we still get odd things, or the flash of something in the corner of our eyes. I felt something sit on my bed once. It scared me big time. Nowadays, things spark up once every few days, but it's been a while for anything significant. A knock on wood. Just thought I would share my experiences. Sounds a lot like Poltergeist. And I know that it's a true story, but it's just it's creeping me out. <laughs> That's interesting. We're like food spoils. Yeah. I mean, is that something? I'm just thinking logistically. Well, how would you have to? How would that happen? 
I mean, that's like a chemical thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, to speed up the process. Yeah. I mean, I, I that can be done under the right circumstances, but it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things you look at and go, "How the hell?" Whatever is out there that's doing and has the ability to do something like that, it's got some power. Yeah, it makes you wonder, you know, what the history is there, and if anything's happened in that house because it's, it's kind of weird the cluster of activity, you know, from poltergeist activity to seeing full-bodied apparitions. It's it's just different. A lot of things going on mm -hmm. all at once, and I feel bad for him because he's stuck in that there. You know, yeah. he's he's not able to move as of the time of uh, of writing that in. Um, it's it's one of those things. It's interesting when you get you ask the question of someone who's going through a haunted house situation. Why are you still there? Um, I mean, and there's can be a, a litany of answers to that. It can mm -hmm. be financial, which is a very common one and, and understandable. I mean, you get in your house and I mean, especially after everything happened there with housing bubble. And if you got a house right before then, you know, it's, many people are still stuck. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, other answer that I, I get, and it's it's interesting to me. Uh, is it's like well we just we just love the house, and it, I, I had that this morning when I was doing an interview for the Grave Talks, and she went through it's kind of a laundry list of stuff that was going on in the house of just like they moved in and when they saw the house it was nice it was staged well they get to the house and it looked like college kids had had a party in it or something. Um, it was just dirty and, and there was just muck and just sludge and, and stuff like, like extreme. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I shouldn't even say college party. I'd say a college party of hunters. Okay. <laughs> just, just dirt and grime. Um. Not even just like kids, you know, messing things up. And they, they had such a hard time getting it cleaned up. And then the whole time living there, just weird things happening, things moving, things disappearing. I guess no like violence or anything, but enough to drive a person crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I, I asked, you know, I said, I'm, I'm going to ask this question because this is what I'm sure everyone is, is wondering because she's still in the house. Why are you still there? And I totally was expecting, well, you know, we bought the house. We can't afford to move. Okay, that's, I get it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's usually the answer. But it was like, you know, I just love the house. It just, it works for us. <laughs> it's like, it's an interesting, weird relationship that people sometimes develop with their haunted houses. Sure. It's almost like, like how people sometimes have weird relationships with abusers. You know? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I love him still. It's like being abused every day. Mm -hmm. But it's almost that weird dynamic like that. I think I would only... I, I don't know. I, unless it were an old home, I think I would be like, eh, I could, you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. I like old homes and I've always wanted to live in one, but this fear of ghosts has made it to where I, I don't really want to do that. But I could see if you moved into an old home that you just fell in love with, not wanting to leave it because there's something about it that is irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. But. I just, if it's not an old house, I'm like, why? Why are you, yeah. you know, so attached to it? Sometimes it's it's like the home found you. 
Yeah. And like the home is keeping you there. And I think it goes beyond sometimes just this, the psychological dynamic of that kind of abuse type mm-hmm. type thing that goes on. I think there is something where it's like sometimes it's like there's something else going on here. This thing's got a bigger hold on you mm-hmm. than, than you're aware of. And I don't want to say like possession or something, but, you know, it, it's in that family. It's like a distant cousin of it that you can say all these horrible, scary things that have happened to you. And then in the next breath, be like, oh, but it's just a lovely place. Yeah, I know. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. How? Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm speaking from this perspective. I don't understand how anyone could be like that, but I've never been in that situation either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying it feels weird mm-hmm. from this side hearing that. There you go. 855-853-4802 is our number. Let's go to our next letter. It says, most of my paranormal encounters I've shared have occurred in my home. This one, however, took place miles from my home, uh, and I was the only witness. I was uh, in the uh, uh, valley in Juneau, and the high school I attend uh, was downtown. So it's quite a ride to get to school and back. Sometimes my family and I go for a car trip and drive around downtown out of sheer boredom. On this occasion, it was my parents' anniversary, and my dad wanted to show my mom this neat trail he'd noticed while he was at work. We all got in the car, me, my brother, and our parents, and drove downtown. Trail leads up one of the mountainsides, and the hike, if you go all the way, it takes about a day. We decided to walk up the trail to the old entrance to one of the mines that are scattered around there. All these mines are closed down and have been for decades. Because of this, they're dusty and dark and just plain creepy. Anyway, once we got to an old mine outside, there was this little exhibit that showed some of the old tools used in the mines. My parents and brother were checking that out while I wandered around aimlessly. Seemed to have a short attention span. I started kicking this rock around and it happened to land inside the mine. I followed it and then I realized where I was. There was this rusted gate that had the sign closed, do not enter, and stuff like that. But ten feet or so past the gate was this massive pile of rocks that sealed off the rest of the shaft. I'd assume that this was one of the many mines that had caved in. It was mid-afternoon, so when I started to get the chill, I noticed almost right away the underground wind shifted direction, and instead of blowing towards me, it started to pull me closer to the gate. Inside, I could suddenly feel four or five men dressed in these dirty white shirts and jeans, all with suspenders. They all had a pick in their shoulder. They stopped walking as they seemed to notice me watching them. They had no eyes, just these black, empty holes, and I couldn't move. I was suddenly overcome with this feeling of absolute despair and fear. Simultaneously, the men stretched out their free hands and pointed their fingers at me, almost as if they were accusing me of something. Next thing I knew, my mom had a hold of me and was shaking me and yelling, Tiffany, what's wrong? What happened? I realized that was out of the covered entrance to the mine, and I wasn't feeling quite so despairing. I answered my mom with, I'm fine, or something to that effect. While I was watching the men, my parents and brother had started to hike back down to the car. My mom noticed that I wasn't with them and went back to find me. When she got back to the mine entrance, she heard me making this horrible noise. She told me that she ran and grabbed me, saying that I was deathly white and staring at something that wasn't there and saying over and over, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. She pulled me away from the mine and then I was fine. I don't even remember anything past seeing the men pointing at me. And I told her what I saw, but she didn't see the men and thought that I just had an episode or something. I forgot about it. Didn't think about it much. Happened in the middle of the day, around two in the afternoon. 
and we were nowhere near the river or our house. The more I thought about what I'd seen, the more I realized that those men must have died when that mine caved in. Were they accusing me of it? I really don't know. Maybe. It was a warning. I I love minor stories like that. <laughs> really? I do because we when I was a kid used to go to Colorado and we would go explore old mines. We would go find them. And a lot of them had tragic stories where miners didn't make it. So I can completely visualize mm-hmm. where I've been and I, and that's what I'm picturing when I hear this story. And I bet you it was something that happened to those miners. I was going to say do we get many mine stories? I don't really recall many mine stories. We've had some. Really? Yeah. Okay. We've had, I I think we had more of them back. Remember when we talked about Leadville? Yeah. 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 I think we got several back then. But okay. uh, yeah, that's up there with like Civil War stories for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a creepy concept. I uh-huh. just, yeah. Maybe we'll get more mind stories now that you said that you like them. I do. Give us your mind stories. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, creepy, everything about it. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's, um, well, if you like uh, creepy minds, um, then you need to play, uh, this is not a commercial, but you need to play the virtual reality, uh, game, uh, Arizona sunshine. No, um, that is a neat thing, uh, on the virtual reality. It's, oh my God, you go into a mine, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, in part of it and you have a, in one of your hands, you got your flashlight and then a gun and it's all zombies all yeah. throughout this mine and you're you get trapped sometimes in different air and you feel like i hate going in the mine i really I, I think it's an awesome game i think it's an amazing experience in this thing mm-hmm. um but i hate going into the mine because it's so dark and you got and and, and that's where i jump mm-hmm. because you're just it you feel like you're there mm-hmm. and you just got this else and boom there's a zombie by you and you're like oh my god that doesn't sound like fun it's great to play right before you go to bed no um yeah it's uh it's it's quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not an ad, just something I've played that I thought was pretty amazing. Um, creepiest story, because we've been kind of talking about a lot of like, just like overall over the years, like what some of the creepier stories have been on the show. We talked about Richard. We talked about the lady with the dishes. Uh, you brought up the mind stuff. Uh, to you, what, what's been, if someone were to ask you, because I get asked this quite a bit, what's like this the scariest or I don't know, most compelling story you think that we've gotten over the years. It doesn't have to be the scariest, but I guess the one that stands out most to you. That stands out most to me, probably the Richard and Chattanooga stuff. You, and can't, I, you can't pick the same. Well, I know we already talked about that, but that still fits the bill. Cause that one really did scare me just listening to it sure. as far as what we heard and, and some of the things that went on with that. Mm-hmm. So, that that one is up there um as far as one that we haven't talked about i'm not sure because there's so many i mean we've got years of them there's there's some that i love and i i don't even remember the the exact details of anymore Uh but i can just like tell like the very archaic outline and i couldn't tell you what episode they were in Uh there was one with a like a a nursing home nails it like really nails it down but it was um i i think it was like a closed down nursing home and i i don't remember the details it just <laughs> a closed down i'm horrible at this there's been some really good uh trucker ones yeah uh, those have been some of my favorites um yeah i i, I wish i was i was better at 
recounting the stories without the copy being directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. I just like what I need to do at some point, and I've thought about doing this because we have so many damn episodes, like into the thousands now, of uh, going and uh, like one once in a while. I mean, when we're gone, like on a, a sick day or if we're on vacation or something, I do like tend to grab like a a. a old episode and played. I try to dig way far back. Mm-hmm. But I'm all, I've been debating and I don't know of on the weekend because on the weekend there's no episodes released. On Thursday we release the uh the 15 minute preview of the EPP episode. Um on Friday we release the the preview of the upcoming Grave Talks episode. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking of, on the weekends like on Saturday or Sunday doing like a Releasing a full old episode, like way back in the archives, like one you're not going to find on iTunes uh, because they only released 300 episodes back. Mm-hmm. This one you really, if you were to find it, I mean, in theory, you could find it, but you'd have to do a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, a, you know, uh, somewhere in time, you know, old episode from like the first year or the second year. Sure. It'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Um let me, guys, let me know what you think. I'll, I'll post it up on Facebook or something and see what you think if uh, anybody's interested in getting a little extra uh, classic real ghost stories online. Sure. Kind of fun. Uh, it's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. If you like it, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com. Get access to all the bonus episodes of the show, advanced episodes before they're released, and also get an e-copy of our book, for free when you sign up at ghostpodcast.com or through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories. It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off. Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more.